What is up, college football fans and degenerate gamblers alike? Great week one for college football. A lot of really exciting games, exciting storylines, teams to look at. And most importantly, if you follow my Twitter at HFTBets um, and you follow the account HFTBets on BetStamp, you saw that we had a, an amazing winning record uh, this past week with a 23-15-1 official record uh, up 39.85 units as well as if you listen to this podcast you got three free picks that gave you winners um, which aren't included in that 23-15-1 record and we'll go over some of those as well um, start off with like just a kind of an overview week one uh uh, review and, and analysis of some of these teams. Uh, I watched basically every single game imaginable. I went to a game, had my phone constantly looking for the updates and, and watching how these games played out. But really great week of uh, college football for sure. Um, so looking back at the, the Thursday night games, uh, very, very easy wins here. Uh, really good night. For me on that, the game I was surprised about that I did not do so well, Central Michigan and Oklahoma State. Um, Central Michigan had this crazy backdoor cover on on the spread side. Now, I didn't give out the spread. I gave under 59. I thought Oklahoma State's defense was going to be in a better position. Um, they let up a lot of garbage time uh touchdowns in in that game to where central michigan scored 44 points on them i mean 44 uh 58 is just an insane score and makes me think that oklahoma state uh may or may not have some troubles not necessarily you know they they dominated the whole game obviously but i i i'm concerned that there's a a, a bad culture that might be brewing or something that's gonna uh bite oklahoma state's butt in the future so i'm i'm not not too sure what to think of this game. Very interesting one, though. Um, game I really liked, the West Virginia and Pittsburgh game. Uh, I handed out the over 51. Easy win there. Um, I think Pittsburgh slides through this game. Not deserving of the win. Um, I don't think that I don't think that they're going to have a good season after looking at how they played against West Virginia. I mean, they made West Virginia look like a fairly tough competitor. Um and you know West Virginia has kind of been on the bottom ish end of uh, of fo- football in comparison to what they've been in the past. So um, West Virginia was winning this entire game, and then Pittsburgh makes a last minute move. I'm not a fan of Slovis. I didn't think he did well with USC, and I don't think he's going to do well with Pittsburgh. Um, but we'll get into that later when we talk about Week Two. Ball State Tennessee really easy uh, picks there. I had the over and Tennessee. Uh, spread ball state just stinks and i think that tennessee is actually a fairly good team you got a lot of veterans that are there now uh guys have been in the in in college scene for at least a couple years uh i think hendon hooker is really good joe milton i'm not as high on i don't think he's the better of the two quarterbacks but um i think that it's good to have that kind of optionality uh just in case um but if you listen to the picks we had a really good night uh, we had a really good time uh, for that Thursday deal. Uh, we also had the uh, Louisiana Tech-Missouri over that week, and that went fairly well 
for us. Missouri putting up a lot of points in that game. Um, so can't complain with that. Missouri is a good offensive team. Their defense is bad. That was kind of the storyline going in. And they scored 52. Louisiana Tech scoring 24. Louisiana Tech not as impressive uh, as I thought that they would be in, in the offensive realm. But, you know, we easily cover the over there. Um, Penn State and Purdue, biggest game of that night. Um, I was not very comfortable with the Penn State minus three and a half. Ended up paying off uh, for me, and they win by four. This game was definitely going to be close no matter what. I, I didn't think that the spread was uh, a, a rat in any way, just like I didn't think that the Pittsburgh-West Virginia spread was a rat in any way. And that showed up perfectly because the spread was Pittsburgh minus seven. They win by seven. So, And this one... Penn State wins by four. The line is three and a half. Um, so I was fairly good with those spreads picking out that they weren't going to, that those were pretty accurate. Those were sharp, sharp lines. Um, the over, 52 and a half, also fairly easy um, to pick up. I mean, people, when they talk about Penn State, they always think about the defense. But what they don't realize is that um, Penn State, when they start getting a rhythm in their offense, they let up a lot of points. And that's exactly what happened in this game. When Penn State gets up early and starts scoring some touchdowns, Purdue all of a sudden comes out the woodworks and is showing you know these 30-yard gainers and, and really pushing down the field. And that's because Penn State gets really comfortable and then they start giving up these points and these kind of big games. You saw this in the Iowa game last year and you saw it in the Auburn game as well. So Penn State, while being able to pull these kind of you know games out, I don't think that they're going to be... Um, I mean, I don't think either of these teams look all that impressive. Um, I think both Penn State and Purdue uh, are in for a long season, and we'll see with Penn State. I mean, if they can keep it close with Ohio State, they may have a chance um, to to show whether or not Franklin is worth it as a coach. Um, you know, if Sean Clifford will get his revenge or if he'll finally kick it after this year. Um, we all we all know that he's not going to be an NFL quarterback, so this might be his last season um, with Penn State. Um, but yeah, so those those were, were were the moves. And Fresno State, while not covering against Cal Poly, uh, defense looks good. Um, I think we have a lot to see from them. So small loss there, but I think I only had one unit on it or something like that. So not a big deal. Saturday's games. Um, well, actually, Friday's games, I want to talk really quickly about two teams that impressed me. Duke, winning 30-0. to I'm not a Duke fan, but I will say that this Duke team has has my eyes open. I, I, I know the Temple's not all that good, but Duke has, for some reason, from last season, just completely turned this thing around. And I think a lot of it has to do with the coaching. I think they've got a good coach under their under the hands, and I, I honestly think Duke might be a little bit better than people are going to give them credit for this season. Um, so it'll be interesting going into weeks ahead with their schedule, and we'll talk about that uh, in their Northwestern game uh, later. Kansas, 56-10 to 10 against Tennessee Tech. Um, Kansas is looking pretty good. Now, I understand. This is Tennessee Tech. This is not a, you know elite institution. This is not D1. However... Kansas usually does not beat up on teams because they can't. They don't have the ability to. They're not all that good. Um, but I think it's a, a Kansas is another team to look out for. 
took the over on their wins total this season. I think that that is the right move. Um, I would still get in if you can. I think that they're going to start to become an actual football contender in the Big 12 in the upcoming years. They've, they have another ship that's being turned around as well. Um, Illinois-Indiana was the probably biggest game of, of that Friday night. Uh, Illinois not looking good on the offensive end. Indiana squeezing by with three points. I gave you the under on that. Um, and, and very clearly the under is the move. Both these teams' offenses suck. Indiana's quarterback sucks. Um, and both their defenses are, I would say Illinois' defense is fairly decent. Indiana's defense is good enough against a bad Illinois offense. So, um, a very weird game to watch, but the under hits there. Uh, and then I, I I don't really get this TCU game right, uh, at all. I, I thought that, you know, it'd be a little bit closer. Uh, but Colorado's offense is just, is, is awful. Colorado has a terrible, terrible offense. So, no excusing that. Michigan State doing the job, minus 21 and a half. Um, and Old Dominion winning outright. Not, not what I expected. Virginia Tech, I knew that wasn't good. Took Old Dominion with a lot of units at plus six. Uh, winning outright, though, um, showed just how bad Virginia Tech is. Um, and what may have been a look-ahead somewhat, for Virginia Tech, I, I don't think that they're that dead under the water, um, but but this upcoming game uh, against Boston College, I want to say, yeah, Boston College will be very, very telling about whether or not this Virginia Tech team truly is dead or if it's just a rough start for them or look ahead. Rutgers, Boston College, a lot of people very hype on Boston College. I was as well. I thought that they would... Uh, at least beat Rutgers by a touchdown, didn't. Uh, Rutgers wins the game, the under hits at least. Uh, but Boston College really not showing a lot of the impressive uh, offensive scheming that I thought they did. They started great in the first half, um, but I think in the second half just kind of all collapsed. Not a good look there. Uh, one of the most interesting games, probably of all time, one of the best games offensively, uh, North Carolina App State where there was probably like four touchdowns in the last two minutes. Watch the highlights if you didn't. But North Carolina wins this outright um, as I took money line on, on the podcast last week. The overhits also took that. Um, UNC this whole season is going to be, uh, can the defense be figured out? Can, can you know, they, they hired Gene Chizik to come back to UNC and, and work the defense to see if they can get something going. And it's just not looking good at all. It honestly is looking like Jay Bateman last season was a better defensive coordinator um, and had a better job. Now, this defense has been kind of down. There's, there's some injuries going on. But the fact that North Carolina can score 63 points without Josh Downs, their main receiver, with a freshman quarterback, redshirt freshman, um, this, this offense is going to be one of the best offenses probably in the entire league i mean i I just don't see other offenses offenses putting 63 points on app state app state's not an amazing defense by any stretch of the imagination but 63 points is a lot of points yes they let up 61 to app state this game got out of hand defenses stopped playing special teams became crazy but north carolina looked so good offensively that 
I can easily see them going into a game against uh, a Notre Dame and being able to put up 30, 40 points. Is anyone doubting that? Because if you're doubting that they can put up 30 points against a Notre Dame, um, I suggest you go back and watch that Ohio State game where Notre Dame, first of all, fails to put up anything offensively. And secondly, uh, is not showing, while their defense is good, is not showing pure dominance on the defensive end either. Yeah, is it Ohio State? Sure. But their offense is not what Ohio State offense is expected to be. And we saw that this weekend. So let's talk about that game real quick. I came out the woodwork and I said, you know what? I'm going to take Notre Dame. I don't like this Ohio State offense. I'm not high on C.J. Stroud. I don't think he's all that legit. And that's exactly what we saw. That Ohio State offense, which has been praised and considered the second coming of, uh, you know, Jesus, People thought that Ohio State had the best receiver, the best quarterback, and a decent offensive line that would keep them intact. They did not show that at all. While Notre Dame has a good defense, holding Ohio State, which is supposed to be the number one offense in the league, to 21 points is just abominable on Ohio State's part. So I'm going to give credit where it's due. Notre Dame uh, did... Some things very well in this game, some things very poorly. Their their offense is, is awful. I, I mean, I think Notre Dame's going to drop in the rankings. Obviously, they'll drop in the rankings from losing to this game, but they're going to continue to drop, I think. Um, I just don't see them doing well over the season. This looks like a 9-3 and three team at best, uh, potentially even 8-4. and four. So that's my take on that game. Uh, at least got the spread right. ECU looks fantastic, as always. Uh, one of my favorite teams to bet on, uh, barely losing NC State by one point. I think ECU is going to have a nice comeback week this week. Uh, they just play with so much grit. I mean, they are they are something else. I love watching this ECU team. I really wish that they had won that game. Um, I had the ECU spread as well as the over. The over didn't hit. Um, NC State didn't really come out firing as, thought, as much as I thought they would for being a 13 seed. Um, but I think we're going to see that they need to wake up real quick or else uh, things are going to look bad for them. Cincinnati, Arkansas, uh, you know, we hit we hit the Arkansas co- uh, cover, but we don't hit the under. This was a weird game because Cincinnati scores zero points in the first half and then finds something offensively and scores 24 points for the rest of the game. Um, Arkansas's defense looked great and then just blew it. I mean, this under hits easy if they even keep half the defense that they had in the first half. So I don't know what to make of this Arkansas team. Did they just give up, or is is there something wrong with them as a defense, a culture, or even can you blame the offense a little bit? I'm not high on K.J. Jefferson. I don't think Arkansas is uh, – I, I mean, I think I prefer Felipe Franks, if I'm being honest with you. So I, I don't know. KJ Jefferson is not my guy. Um, I don't know if Arkansas is going to be able to live up to the 19 ranking. Um, they did well this week, slid by Cincinnati. But this is not a strong Cincinnati team, so I'll be interested to see what happens with Arkansas in the weeks to come. Um, UTSA, UTSA Houston, I was at this game. I had UTSA plus four and the over, both those hit. Um, we hit final three overtimes. It was one of the most insane games. Uh Clayton Toon, giant helicopter jump at the end to get in the end zone. Um, Really awesome game. And what I would take from this is that Houston is not very good. 
Houston does not deserve to be ranked 24th. UTSA played pretty well. They dominated for most of the game, and Houston had a nice comeback victory. Houston is not good. They're going to be tired, and they're going to lose this week, uh, which when we get into the uh, week two games. Georgia absolutely dominated against Oregon, had them at minus 17.5. This was an easy pick. Bo Nix, I mean, interceptions, interceptions, fumbles. He gave the ball away every chance he possibly could. I mean, this was a easy, easy pick. And anyone who didn't see this, I, I feel bad for you. And you must be an Oregon fan. Um, Arizona plus six. They went outright by 18 points. Uh, San Diego State proving my point that they're not all that good. Uh, losing some key defensive pieces. Their offense not being able to score on this Arizona team. Arizona looking fairly impressive. Um, looking like they might be able to turn some things around. Um, but we'll see what happens this week against Mississippi State. Um other games of interest going through the entire list uh a game where i gave you a pick that uh was not on my bed stamp but did win was the kentucky miami ohio under 54 uh miami of ohio just not able to score kentucky's defense is is fairly good uh they scored 37 points which is pretty good um so close but kentucky is in an interesting spot letting up 13 points against miami of ohio while not a lot of points, I did not feel confident in this Kentucky defense if they're going to go up against what is a better offensive uh, scheming this week with uh, the Florida Gators in the swamp. So Kentucky at home, I feel like they should have dominated a little bit more on the defensive end uh, from this Miami of Ohio team. So I'll be interested to see that in the upcoming week. Uh, I gave you Florida money line against Utah. Um, this was a very easy play. Utah being the number seven seed. Florida, it's hard to play in the swamp. And there was a little bit of, of luck to this, but also just an outright grittiness by this Florida defense and the ability to to read the Utah offense. And this Utah, you know, Utah comes out slow in the beginning, and that's exactly what happened. They came out slow. They didn't show that they were... You know, this was a tight game, but I would definitely say that Florida had the confidence and control to keep this uh, in their in their grasps, and that's exactly what happened. So, uh, big game there. Mississippi State looked fairly good against Memphis, scoring 49 points. Will Rogers, 450 yards, and like, I mean, insane amount of touchdowns. This is going to be an interesting way to see whether or not Mississippi State is back. I think that this team might be able to win nine nine games this season. Um, they they are looking really good, and you know they're favored by double digits this week against Arizona. Um, and I'm not saying Memphis is all that good, but a great redemption game. That was the other another pick uh, that I gave out on the podcast. Didn't give it out on BetStamp. That if you picked, uh, you would have gotten some money from that. SMU absolutely destroys North Texas. Had that easy. Um, I was wrong about Alabama, Utah State. Uh, Alabama just absolutely rules. Utah State doesn't even score. Um, did not let the foot off the gas. Alabama really let it. They, they let their presence be known. That's for sure. Um, Louisville, Syracuse. I gave you Syracuse. This Louisville team, um, Lee Cunningham, I mean, two, two interceptions, two fumbles. Just, again, let the ball out with everything they could. I don't know. I, I, I don't think... While they're not that good, I think this is a fluke game. Yeah, I had flu I had Syracuse winning. 
Was it in Syracuse? Yes. And was it going to be a, a, a rough or slow start for Louisville to get the pieces working? Yes. Um, I don't know if they're this bad, though. Um, so I, while I'll take the credit for being right about Syracuse, I'm not going to say that Louisville is a dead team um, just yet. Washington State barely beats Idaho. One touchdown, 24-17. This is clearly a look ahead. Washington State, big game this week against Wisconsin. Um, I think they go in and shock the world, cover the spread, keep it pretty close. I don't think they win necessarily, but they definitely will keep it close. Um, Oregon State shocking the world, beating Boise State by a good amount. Um, Looking fairly good. Boise State not looking fairly good. Western Kentucky, great cover there. Um, Easy cover at minus 16.5. Barely missed the over by one point. Um, you'd think you can get the, the over in Hawaii pretty good, but uh, sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. And then the Florida State-LSU game. LSU looking fairly bad um, in general. Uh, there, I think the situation in LSU is a little bit worse than people thought. Um, they did have a nice little comeback there at the end, but Mike Norvell has found something with Jordan Travis, and, and Florida State looks like they were... Um, somewhat back, but I'm not going to say that they're back-back because um, LSU might just be that bad. Um, And then Clemson had a little bit of trouble in the beginning. DJ didn't look all that impressive. Uh, Second half kind of put the, you know, got the gas going. So a decent week one and definitely a lot to, to learn from this week one. I won't go into too deep of analysis every week over all those different games, but I think it's important because it sets the tone for the season. Um, so let's get into some of the games that I've got for this week. Uh, tomorrow, for Friday, we've got Louisville plus 5.5 versus UCF. I like Louisville to make a comeback here. Um, I don't know that they necessarily win the game in the bounce house, but Louisville with Malik Cunningham has made these games fairly close in the past. UCF uh, has been known to let these games kind of become an offensive uh, route. Last year, you saw it with the Boise State-UCF game, which I believe had like a 36-31 score. Um, I think Louisville comes back. This spread is way too close, uh, considering Louisville lost by, I mean, basically 20-ish points. Uh, I don't even, I mean, what is it, 7-31, so what is it, 24 points? Um, Louisville is only a five and a half point underdog. I like this here. Um, I think people are, are taking too much into we of week one into account. I think Louisville is going to be a little bit better than that. Um, next one, Boise State minus seventeen versus New Mexico. I think Boise State is the kind of team that will beat up on really bad teams, really bad teams like New Mexico. Um, New Mexico didn't do terrible in week one. They looked pretty good against Maine. But again, that's Maine. And Boise State being favored by 17. You would think after such a dominant victory by New Mexico, this might be a little bit of a closer line. I think Boise State uh, showed that they have um, they have some life at least. They didn't look great against Oregon State. But again, I, I think Oregon State's just a, tr- a program that's trending in the right direction in the Pac-12. Next one, I really like this one. Vanderbilt plus 13 versus Wake. Why would you ever bet on Vanderbilt? Here's why. Wake is a top team. Wake is, I think, ranked 13th right now in the country, and they're only a 13-point favorite against a Vanderbilt team uh, that is fairly embarrassing. They had a nice win against Hawaii 
uh, last week. It was like 63 to 10. But this Vanderbilt team, I, I, I just, after their game against Elon, we're talking about Elon. If you don't know where that is, that's in North Carolina. 42 to 31. Let up a lot of points there. But I think they found something offensively enough to where Wake's defense has not really ever been that impressive. You look at a lot of their games. They lost to North Carolina last year. Uh, yeah, North Carolina had a good offense, but it wasn't it wasn't a, as great of an offense as it had been in years past. They let up a lot of points, though, Wake does. So I, I like Vanderbilt to at least keep this within 13. I think they probably lose by 10, maybe 7, uh, keep it you know around a touchdown loss. But I do love Vanderbilt plus 13 here uh, to keep it kind of close with Wake. I also like the under, 65 uh, and a half. I don't think this is going to be a blowout game. I think this is going to be a game where you might see like a, a th- you know, 31 to 24 kind of score. Um, where Wake kind of just wakes up, realizes, hey, you know, we don't have Sam Hartman back. You know, now we're playing up against some real teams. They are an SEC team. Uh, so... I think that this game will be kept pretty close, and, and under 65 and a half, I think, is a pretty good number. Uh, I like Miami, the U, minus 26. I don't think anyone's stopping them. Southern Miss, especially not. Defense sucks. Take Miami. It's a pretty easy bet. Uh, I'm, I've got Texas, plus 20 against Alabama. A lot of people are taking Alabama. Everybody is putting their money on Alabama, and usually that's a good call. They do, I mean, they dominate. And when they play teams that aren't as good as them they really dominate but if they play teams that are close to them a lot of people forget that they last year almost lost to florida almost lost to auburn and did lose to texas a&m they have weaknesses and i think that texas is a program sark is a coach that they might be able to figure out a way to finagle their way through this alabama defense and and if the offenses start rolling texas will stay within three touchdowns Texas at plus 20 is a very generous uh, line. I think Texas can keep it within the points. Um, they, they do have one of the best, I mean, they have the best running back in the country, one of the best wide receivers in the country. I like the offensive capabilities that Texas has, and I don't think that they're a, a poo-poo defense. I think that they actually have some life in them, so I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Plus 20, if they get absolutely blown out this game, that just tells you how good Alabama is, not how bad Texas is, in my opinion. All right, next one I've got South Carolina plus nine against Arkansas. We took Arkansas last week. I'm going against them this week. I think South Carolina is a better team that people give them credit for. Um, Held Georgia State to 14 points last week. They won 35-14. That was an easy play on the South Carolina spread. Um, Spencer Rattler is not a bad quarterback. I hate to say it because I don't think he's a great quarterback, but I don't think he's bad either. And I think that if we're talking about the quarterbacks between South Carolina and Arkansas, I take Spencer Rattler 10 times out of 10 before I take K.J. Jefferson. And it, it, without that kind of offensive capability, Arkansas is not going to be able to just absolutely dominate the South Carolina team. So take South Carolina plus 9. This is probably Arkansas probably wins by 3 to 7 points here. Um, I, I really think it's a, a field goal or a touchdown kind of game. I don't think it's a double-digit blowout. Um, I, I'll, I'll take South Carolina on the points. Next game I've got is the Notre Dame and Marshall. Notre Dame favored by 20 points here. Take Notre Dame minus 20. I think they will use this game to kind of figure things out offensively. Their defense is fairly good as well. Um, 
Marshall is known for, I guess in the past years, it's been just air raid kind of offense, absolutely blowing teams up on the offensive side and then giving up a lot of points. I think they'll give up a good amount of points to Notre Dame here, uh, probably like 40-ish points, but I don't think they'll be able to score more than 20. So uh, I'm going to take Notre Dame minus 20 against Marshall in a comeback here. Um, App State, Texas A&M. This is a very interesting game. I'm torn on this because all my smarts, all of the uh, models that I run all say you should take the under 54 here because Texas A&M's defense is that legit. That's what everything is saying. That is not what I'm going to do. In fact, I'm going to take the over. I hate it, but that's why I love it. And the reason I hate it is because you just had an App State team that scored 61 points on a fairly bad offense in North, or fairly bad defense in North Carolina. And this is coming from a UNC fan. App State, if you don't think that Lee Bryce and this offense can score two touchdowns, you might be insane. Two touchdowns is all you need. And this easily hits the over. And I think that Texas A&M has a fairly bad offense, but still a good enough offense to where they're going to score 30-ish points. And you know their offense might be bad enough to even get a turnover here. The, like I said, the special teams went insane last year, the, or last in, in App State's last game. Their defense was able to get a, a couple t- turnovers here and there. I think that this is going to be a surprise over 54 game. A lot of people are betting the under here. I, I, everyone I'm talking to, uh, people in all the different betting circles, are all going for the under 54 here. I think that that is a trap. So don't fall for the trap. Take the over 54 in App State and Texas A&M. Next one, Tennessee and Pitt. This game is interesting. I think a lot of people might be on Tennessee um, just in general over Pitt, especially how Pitt played that last game. But a lot of people also, for some reason, think that Slovis is a good quarterback and that you know because there was a lot of points in that last game that Pitt, for some reason, is good. I don't know if people didn't watch the game or something like that, but very clearly Pitt has some problems. And when they go up against an elite team like Tennessee that has a decent defense— and will run all over them on the offensive side of the ball. West Virginia doesn't have a legit offense. Give me Tennessee minus six at Pittsburgh. This line tells you everything you need to know. Tennessee's going to blow them out in this game. It might even be a 20-point game. Next one, I've got Wazoo plus 17.5 versus Wisconsin and under 49.5. I think Wazoo's going to go in there, and they're going to play good defense like they usually do, and then put up enough points to keep the game competitive. Last year, they went into Oregon, into Oregon, and almost won. They were plus 13 and a half underdogs. They go in and they barely lose a game. I think you see the same thing here. I don't think Wisconsin is all that good. Their offense has never been all that impressive in the past few years. I mean, I don't think it's been good since like, I don't know what, Russell Wilson maybe? But Graham Mertz isn't the guy. So you're going to have the same old crap where they get like, you know, a consistent 20-something points a game and shut de- and shut out with defense. So you're going to get an under here because there's no offense on either of these teams. And Wazoo covering 17.5, I truly believe that they score one touchdown and one field goal, they cover this easy. So take Wazoo and take Wisconsin uh, under 49.5, or Wazoo-Wisconsin under 49.5. 
Next one, I like Michigan State, minus 34.5 versus Akron. I think that Western Michigan is a much better team than Akron. Uh, Akron literally almost lost to an FCS team last uh, last week. I had Akron at minus 18, looked good for a little bit, then looked terrible, um, and then continued to look terrible, and Akron literally almost lost. I think it went into overtime. So going to take Michigan State, minus 34.5. They're definitely a team that will beat up on a bad guy. Uh, and by a bad guy, I mean really, really awful um terrible terrible team so akron probably the bottom of the mac um i thought they would be able to be decent uh they did win i think yeah i'm pretty sure they ended up winning so they ended up winning that game i don't i mean they may win one more they may win one more michigan state's gonna blow them out not even close next one texas tech minus three and a half versus houston uh this line will tell you a thing to know texas tech always a good offense always a good offense always can put up points and houston while their defense is honestly their defense is what's touted everyone loves the defense at houston um people think they're a physical team their offense did not impress me whatsoever last week uh clayton toon has some real real problems with his receivers because his receivers can't catch so many drop passes these guys are nervous these guys are not ready um i don't know what it is clayton Toon looks fine but he's having to run the ball every single play versus texas tech which does not give a shit they will throw bombs all day long and yeah they might throw a couple interceptions but they're going to be 50 yards down the road so uh you know you'll still have to go full length of the field in order to really score so i'll take texas tech minus three and a half the fact that texas tech is favored by three and a half points here tells you everything you need to know you got to take texas tech here uh easy win against houston probably probably a double digit win against houston next one penn state minus 25 versus ohio uh last game against purdue they're probably freaking out a little bit um they're thinking oh you know our defense needs to flex a little bit I think that Ohio may not even score 10 points here. Going to take Penn State at minus 25. What is the over-under at? I might I might add that because I, I really don't think Ohio is going to be able to score much here. Ohio just scored 41 points, I think, against FAU. Pretty good, not going to lie. I'm going to take the under 45, 54.5 as well. Um, definitely add that to the card. Um, I think that Penn State's defense is legit. Did not show really in this last game, but I think it will show against this Ohio team, which got fairly lucky against FAU this past weekend. So Penn State minus 25 and under 54 and a half versus Ohio. Uh, next one's a little bit of a homer pick, but I like UNC minus seven against Georgia State. Um, you know, you know, UNC is going to score 50 points minimum. Last year against Georgia State, UNC scored 56 points. What? This offense looks better than it did last year. It, things are clicking a lot more. Drake May is more accurate. He has more running potential than Sam Howell. I think that Drake May is going to be the future of this of the ACC and is going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I don't think he wins a Heisman this year, but he definitely could win a Heisman in a, in two years. This if they can figure out the defense, because you have to win as a team in order to get a Heisman, apparently. He could win the Heisman. I genuinely believe that. And that that's putting Homer aside uh, for being a UNC fan. I think he's really good. So um, taking UNC minus seven versus Georgia State, I think they probably win by double digits. I don't think, I mean, you have to take the over 64 and a half here. UNC does not have a defense figured out. And until they do figure it out, 
there is absolutely no way you can bet an under in any of their games. You have to bet the over 64 and a half here. Georgia State probably scores at least 20-something points, and UNC is going to put up a 50-bomber again. UNC might score more points this season than any team ever. They're going to put up 60 points in literally all of their games. They're also going to give up 60 points in all of their games. But their tempo is so fast, and they've got things figured out to a dime. Definitely taking UNC minus 7, Georgia State, and take the uh, over 64.5 as well. Staying in the ACC, uh, Duke, minus 10.5 versus uh, Northwestern. Or, sorry, plus 10.5 versus Northwestern. Um, I think that Duke keeps this game close. I think they may even win this game. Last year, similar situation, uh, Northwestern favored by double digits. Duke comes in, shocks the world, basically almost beats Northwestern. So I think the same thing is going to happen here. I think uh, Duke's going to go roll into Chicago, and with the confidence that they had from beating Temple, they're going to figure something out. Northwestern had a nice, lucky game against Nebraska. I don't think that's going to repeat. I don't think you're going to see Northwestern score 30 points against Duke's defense. I just I don't see it. Um, I think that Duke has something figured out, and this game will be very telling. I'm going to take the bait. I'm going to say Duke plus 10.5. Um, yes, the next game, I'm going to take Army Moneyline against UTSA. And I, t- I just touted how, how much I liked UTSA. UTSA, great team. Love them. Uh, really disappointing loss. If they win that game, I probably take UTSA to win by more than two touchdowns against Army, but they're defeated. They just came off a high of winning their conference uh, and then now to losing such a very close game against an in-state team that somewhat, I won't call them a rival, but like you knew that was going to be a close game. So I think UTSA will be tired. I think these Army guys are going to be coming up for this. Um, Army can put up some points utsa has some problems with uh the defensive end they had a problem with the running game they still have an injured running or, or their their running back from last season got uh did he get drafted or is he just gone well he's gone um but the fact that army is only a three-point underdog here i'm taking army money line i think they go and i think they roll i think they probably win by touchdown and a touchdown 10 points. Um, I think that they'll they'll outman the UTSA t- uh, team, which looked really good, but their defensive line is going to be tired. They looked really good against Houston. They really did. But they gave up so much in that last part. Their, f- their fatigue level is probably just really high. And I don't think the Army guys are that way. I think they're built to, to, to have endurance. So that'll be my pick there. Uh, next one, Kansas State, minus 9 and over 56 versus Missouri. Like I said, Missouri is a good offensive team. Their defense sucks. Kansas State defense, definitely better. Um, I like Kansas State minus nine here. Uh, You get a little bit of, call it in-state, we'll call it in-state rivalry just because they're so close. Um, And Kansas State has something to prove. I mean, you know, their quarterback, Skyler Thompson, goes play for, uh, he's with the Miami Dolphins right now, looks really good. Kansas State's defense just held South Dakota to zero points. Scored 34 points. I would say, considering nobody's talking about Kansas State, people have been talking about Minnesota, and Minnesota rolled into New Mexico State or whatever and scored 38 points or 36 points and then didn't let them score. People aren't talking about this enough. Kansas State is going to be a legit program, and 
has been a legit program. I mean, they keep games close all the time. They've beaten Oklahoma in years uh, past where Oklahoma's been a top seed. Uh, Kansas State is a legit team, and they're going to need to flex in this game to really show that. So I think they probably win by 20 points here. Uh, definitely take Kansas State minus 9 over Missouri. Take the over. I think Kansas State could score easily like 40, 45 points in this game. Missouri might score 20, 30. So you definitely will hit this over. The only way the only way that Missouri wins is by scoring 40 points. So you're, uh, you, you, you can't lose both. It's a good way to hedge it. Next one. I've, I've got Central Michigan and, Alab- and South Alabama over 58.5. Neither of these teams play defense. Neither of these teams play defense. And towards the end of that Central Michigan-Oklahoma State game, I started to like the Central Michigan offense. I started to like them a lot. So I don't think South Alabama has any defense whatsoever. Um, they can score. They scored 48-something points against Nichols State the night, you know, last week. And they held Nichols State to six, sure. But Nichols State is you know, it's D2. I don't know if you can trust the defensive side of that. I just don't think South Alabama's defense is going to be good enough. I mean, Central Michigan put 44 up against an Oklahoma State, ranked 12th in the country defense. Got to take the over 58.5 here. It's begging for it. Maybe it's falling into a trap, but I like it. Western Michigan, minus six, and under 52.5 against uh, Ball State. Ball State really is that bad. You saw how they played. I don't need to justify it against Tennessee. Uh, Western Michigan, minus six. They scored 13 points against Michigan State and held them within uh, 35. So I think Western Michigan has the ability to... um, play play against good teams i think that they probably could beat up on a bad team like ball state i think ball state might just be that bad i don't think people realize you know that oh they played tennessee what tennessee's defense is not all that i mean it's not it's not a georgia defense it's not an auburn defense it's not texas a&m defense it it's a decent defense ball state should have scored at least 20 points in that game really i mean tennessee was just playing around they're just playing with a dead ragdoll body. And I think that Western Michigan is going to go in there and kick them while they're down. So take Western Michigan minus six um, and under 52 and a half. I don't think Ball State scores that much either. Uh, this seems like a trap. It probably is a trap. So I wouldn't put a lot of units on it. Uh, I don't feel too confident in this one, but I do think Western Michigan is going to beat them uh, by at least a touchdown. So next one, I've got... Navy, plus five against Memphis. I think Memphis is going to be defeated from that last game. Uh, Navy lost to Delaware. If you didn't know, Delaware does have a team. Uh, and they lost to Delaware 14-7. to How on any planet can they be only a five-point underdog against a Memphis team that played against a D1 SEC High-caliber team in, Memphis, in Mississippi State and scored 23 points against them. I'll tell you why. Because Navy always does bad in their first games and then for some reason is able to cover for the rest of the season. They did this exact same shit last year where you fall... And, and I caught this early on. And I started betting Navy spread very, very early. You know, right after the second, second game where they just sucked absolute shit, and then all of a sudden we're able to cover and keep things close, this is going to be one of those games. And the, and I think that the gambling community 
no, not the gambling community. The, the sports books know this, which is why this line is begging you to take Memphis. And I think that Navy is just such a gritty team. It's at the Naval Academy. I think that they're going to pull this off in a home in a home game. Um, I don't think they win. I think this is a three-point game. I'm flirting with the under. I'm not sure. If I do take it, I'll put it on Twitter. The next one, Colorado Air Force under 50. It's a lock. Don't even need to explain. Air Force defense, Colorado shit offense. I don't even know if Colorado scores five points in this game. So um, I know five's not a football number. I round. I say five-ish. Really, that means I don't think that they score uh, two field goals, right? Because that would be six. So I do a five and under, all right? Sometimes my head just works like that. But under 50 here, Colorado Air Force, honestly, just that's a lock. I might take Air Force minus 17 and a half. Again, I might put that on Twitter. Um, but I can't give you all my picks side in total because uh, then you won't ask for them. And it's supposed to be interactive. If you want to hear more of my picks, uh, I don't give them all out for free. I keep my best ones to myself. And, you know, if you want, you can contribute to my Patreon. The link is uh, in the description for the podcast. And it is also on the HFT Bets uh, Twitter. If you want to contribute, um, if you do contribute, you do get more picks um, and personalized stuff like that. Uh, haven't really built it out. Speaking of that, I'm also finding trying to find someone who will help produce. So if you're interested in production, if you want to just chat sports and pr- help produce the podcast, learn a little bit about the um, sports betting scene, or even um, you know just want to learn technical skills in the producing side, then uh, definitely reach out. Looking for a producer right now because doing it myself, doing everything myself, as well as basically a 12-hour-a-day job is not fun. Um, next one I've got Iowa State plus four. A lot of people uh, are thinking that oh well you know Iowa won by four points against uh, was it South Dakota State yeah South Dakota State seven to three. They only won because of their defense. I think Iowa's offense is that bad. I really think it is that bad. Normally when Iowa State and Iowa go up against each other, Iowa State loses loses badly could you say that iowa saw this as a look-ahead game and didn't really pay attention to south dakota state you could i think that this is going to be a different year though iowa state has been building a program where yes they lost brock purdy but they've been building a program that is much more entertaining to watch higher scoring and they've been winning key games the one game they haven't won is against Iowa. I think that changes this time. I'm going to take Iowa State plus four. I'm not going to take a money line because I think it's possible that this is a field goal game where Iowa squeezes this out again. But their offense is so fucking bad. There is absolutely no chance that any sane person could say, yeah, I feel really good with Iowa minus four. You just can't. So take Iowa State plus four. Is it a trap? Maybe. Is everyone going to be on that? Maybe. People, You know the, bet, the under is going to be the best bet here, but I think that Iowa State actually will get the plus four here, not betting the money line. I think a lot of people are going to be betting the money line, which gives the sports books an excuse to have the plus four line 
where people bet the money line, but they know that they can get the money off the Iowa State or the Iowa minus four folks as well as the Iowa State money line people. I think they're trying to, to thread the needle here. Next one, I've got Virginia versus Illinois. Taking Virginia money line. Don't care if it's a trap. Illinois favored by four and a half. Uh, this is a Big Ten team against a mediocre ACC team. Virginia should be a 10-point underdog here. This game was played last season, and that's exactly what happened. Virginia makes a very good, very good, com- very competitive game out of this. I think that Virginia wins this game. Um, I don't think they're as bad as people make them out to be. I think Illinois has real bad struggles offensively. Um, I don't even know. Is Virginia still, do they still have Armstrong as their quarterback? I, I didn't watch, full disclosure, did not watch the game. Um, I can't watch every single game, but I did see the stats. Yeah, it is. It's Brendan Armstrong. I I love Virginia here. Virginia money line. This is an easy pick. Uh, get some value on it. Take the Virginia money line. Illinois sucks. They don't suck, but their offense sucks. Next one, ECU minus 13 against Old Dominion. People would think Old Dominion just beat Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech being one of a you know, historically top-tier school in the ACC for football. The fact that ECU is favored by 13 points here is insane to anyone with the same mind. ECU should be favored by maybe seven, six. My model says that. And that's exactly why I'm taking ECU minus 13, because somebody knows that ECU is that good. They did almost beat the number 13th ranked uh, team in the country, NC State. So I'm going to be taking ECU all day long. I think they roll this. I think it's an easy money versus Old Dominion. Going to be taking that. Old Dominion not going to be able to repeat it. This is not Virginia Tech. This is ECU. Next game I really like, Kansas and West Virginia. I got to take Kansas plus 13 and a half here. West Virginia should be favored by a good amount. They kept a very close game against Pitt. Uh, against Pitt. They looked great. Uh, they have Jeff, I mean, they got Jeff, uh, JT Daniels as their quarterback. And you're only a 13-point favorite against what is considered the worst Big 12 fo- football team of all time? Kansas? I don't know. So, I mean... Something something seems off here on the line. Plus, what did I say about Kansas and turning around that program earlier? Dominating against the Tennessee Tech team, looking really, really good. Uh, it looks like the coaches figured things out. They kept games close last year. I think they're going to keep this game close. I don't think they're going to win. But 13.5, is a, that's a good amount of points, enough to where I think Kansas will keep it close enough. Going to take Kansas plus 13.5. I'm also... No, no, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell total. Uh, if you want the total, either uh, contribute to the Patreon uh, or reach out and interact with the show. Next one, I've got Oklahoma State and Arizona State. Very interesting game. Very telling game about Oklahoma State. Uh, only favored by eleven and a half here, but I am taking the under fifty-eight. I think Oklahoma State's defense will get. A shellacking from Mike Gundy. I think he will get the, on their asses for what they did. I think Arizona State's defense is going to be decent enough to hold Oklahoma State to maybe 30-ish points. So going to take the under 58 here. Um, I don't see this game being a blowout like the Central Michigan game was. I think Oklahoma State maybe was kind of looking forward for this, knowing that Central Michigan wasn't going to be that good. Whatever it may be, the reasoning, 
I still think Oklahoma State's defense has always been one of the better ones in, in, in the league. So I'm going to take the under 58 here. I think this is an overreaction line. Almost there. Nebraska minus 23.5 against Georgia Southern. I don't, I don't like Scott Frost. I love him. No, I'm kidding. I, I, I don't love this Nebraska team. Um, they really they really blew it in that game against Northwestern. They looked so good for a little bit. Um, really rough loss there. But Georgia Southern is that bad. Um, and the fact that you know you would think, oh, Nebraska shouldn't be favored by 23 points against anybody. They should be favored against, uh, by 23 points against Georgia Southern. This Georgia Southern team is going to be losing. They might lose by 30, 40 points here. So take Nebraska minus 23 and a half. Stanford plus eight. Stanford really is not all that great of a team. They shouldn't. They should be double-digit underdogs. USC has well. A lot of people are saying the 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 best coach, one of the best coaches. Obviously, can't not including Dabo, Nick Saban, Kirby Smart, Jimbo Fisher. But they have the best up-and-coming smart. Sean McVay style coach is Lincoln Riley, right? Young guy, everyone loves him. Uh, you know, brought Oklahoma to victories really fast. Um, they've got Caleb Williams. They have all the talent around it. This USC team is only favored by eight points. Give me a break. Give me Stanford plus eight in the farm. I think that they're going to give them a rough time. Stanford keeps these games kind of close. I mean, they, you know, last year when Oregon was the top team, they kept it close against them they they, they they always keep these games close i think that eight points is one point too many if you, if it was a usc minus six i might feel a little differently um but give me the plus because i think that usc might be able to win by a touchdown but i can't see him winning by more than a touchdown give me the plus eight stanford plus eight is going to be one of my locks of the week it's going to be one of my top picks i really think that that's the move um everyone's going to be on usc i'm going to be on stanford Next one, San Jose State plus 23.5 versus Auburn. Uh, Auburn is not that good. Oh, this line moved. All right, well, give, you, give yourself the extra 24 then. Uh, Auburn is 24-point favorite. I like San Jose State here. I think they had a look-ahead game against Portland State. They looked terrible against Portland State. I think that they were just really training for this Auburn game, Try to keep it somewhat competitive, somewhat close. Um I think San Jose will go in. I think they'll probably lose by two or three touchdowns. I don't know about four, though. So going to take San Jose State Auburn, or San Jose State plus 24 versus Auburn. Um, probably a snooze of a game, but you know I, I bet every game side in total. So The next one, uh, Virginia Tech Boston College. I, I, I have no idea how Virginia Tech could be favored in this game by three points. Boston College looked, you know, played a Big Ten team. Rutgers isn't the worst. Virginia Tech lost to Old Dominion, who's group of five. So my intuition wants me to take Virginia Tech here. And I know that, um, man, the suit, whatever you want to call it, would take Virginia Tech here. I'm not. Or I'm not going to explain who I will be taking on the side because I am going to be taking the under 46. I think that both these teams are decent defenses, terrible offenses. Going to take under 46 on this game. That's a very easy pick. That's going to be a one uh, my ACC lock of the week. The next game I've got. 
Almost done. Almost done. It's going to be a long episode. We'll go through a couple of these pretty fast. Hawaii, Michigan, under 67.5. I don't think either Hawaii doesn't score at all, or Michigan probably scores like 40-something points, and Hawaii scores like 10. So um, either way, I think you win under 67.5. Michigan's like favored by 53, so that means that Hawaii would have to put up two touchdowns. I don't know. I don't think that happens. UTEP, minus 16.5 versus New Mexico State. UTEP kept a i mean they they looked not the worst in the world against oklahoma i think that utep is not that bad of a team i'm going to die on that hill this season i know i was wrong in that first game that they had um but i am going to give them the credit this game that they cover finally uh minus 16 and a half against new mexico state um and hopefully if i'm wrong about this then i'm going to totally flip and i'm going to be anti-utep from here on out um but I think that they win this one fairly handily. New Mexico State is is god awful. They are terrible. Um, sorry, they they are the ones who scored zero against uh, Minnesota, and I think UTEP can probably re- repeat that embarrassment. Um, the next one, Baylor and BYU. This is an interesting game because a lot of people are on BYU. Everyone I know is on BYU. All the gamblers are on BYU. BYU is favored by three points here. I would like to know why BYU went from being a mediocre team that almost lost to Arizona last year to all of a sudden better than a top nine seed. I get it. Baylor lost some folks, right? Lost some people to the draft. Their quarterback actually went to USF, one of their quarterbacks. But I I just... I don't see this game going BYU's way. Baylor is just the better team. They've returned a lot of players on defense, returned a lot of that great offensive line. I I, I just don't see BYU making such a stark turnaround from their last season. Um, I'm going to take Baylor, money line, to, to go in there and surprise people. I think all the money in the world is on BYU. Um, and I, I like the Baylor defense. I think that BYU... Um, let up way too many points last week against USF. I, I know they didn't cover, but um, this BYU team is just... I'm so confused by them. So I'm just going to go Baylor Moneyline uh, because everything I know says that if everyone is betting one thing, it's smarter to bet the other in and not be a fool. I'm not going to be a fool on this one. I'm taking Baylor Moneyline. Also taking Fresno State Moneyline. There's a lot of Moneyline plays this week. Taking Fresno State money line, um, Oregon State one point favorite. Uh, I think that Fresno State will be able to score more than Boise State on the on an Oregon State defense. Um, and Fresno State's defense looked pretty 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 freaking good. I know they let up one touchdown. It was kind of a garbage time, not garbage time. It was early on, but it was it was kind of a garbage touchdown. I just I think that Fresno State is is pretty good. I, I'm going to ride on that. I'm going to take a money line. I think that they beat Oregon State probably win by two touchdowns. People forget that this team, same people, almost beat Oregon last year. Oregon was fairly decent last year. I'm not saying they were great, but they were fairly decent last year. I mean, they beat Ohio State, right? So, and then finally, uh, two more plays, two more plays. Mississippi State, minus 10.5 against Arizona. Um, Arizona's decent, but they're not Mississippi State. I think they've they've found something with Will Rogers, finally. I think the air raid offense is back. Go Mike Leach. Um, so give me Mississippi State minus ten and a half after a, a 
dominant Arizona victory. You would think that it would be a little bit closer of a line. Um, but no, Mississippi State wins this by 20 points. Next, this is uh, the last game is probably the most controversial one that I'll say, but it is also probably going to be one of my bigger plays, and that is Florida minus six and under 51 and a half. And maybe it's because I listen too much to just the gambling community sometimes, but it looks like everybody is going to be on Kentucky. This line has moved left, right, and center. I, I, I said minus six for Florida. This at one point was at four and a half. It was at seven. It, it's been all over the place. People don't know what to bet this game one way or another, but from what I gather, most people are going to ride the Kentucky wave over Florida. Keep in mind, this game is in the swamp. You have star offense in Anthony uh, Richardson, and we're not sure about uh, Kentucky's quarterback. We're not sure that he's the guy. If you think Will Levis is like for sure the guy, that I'm confused what you've watched for the past few seasons. He's good. I'm not saying he's not good. They've got you know Stoops, whoever the coach is, not bad. Kentucky's a good team. I don't know that they can go up against a Bill Napier team who's, in my eyes, watching having watched him at, at with the Raging Cajuns when they just pummeled App State at their almost prime in their in their season. I've seen things that make me think Florida really is legit, that they did the best off-season off recruiting. So I'm going to take Florida minus six. I think they win by two touchdowns. And I'm also going to take the under 51 and a half. I don't know that Kentucky scores uh, more than two touchdowns in this game. I'm going to take Florida minus six and under 51.5 against Kentucky. Very controversial. I know most people are going to be on Kentucky, but I think Florida's legit. Gator chop, baby. All right, that's it for week two. Um, Long episode, hour long, I know, but hopefully you got a little bit out of that. And as a reminder, if you are interested in helping produce the podcast um, or anything like that, definitely reach out. I would be more than happy to talk to anyone about it. A uh, great way to learn kind of what my models are uh, if you want to get behind the scenes. And also follow on Instagram and Twitter at HFTBets. So we'll be posting all these bets on BetStamp that I uh, gave out tonight. I'm no secret ones for the podcast. Might do that later on. But um, enjoy your games. Hopefully your teams win. Talk to you next week.